0: Great. Thank you so much for the time, Art. And, uh, dude, I got to say, when the Summerland tour was first announced, I was so bummed, no SoCal show, but uh, you've kind of uh, turned that frown upside down in what I'm going to call after Halloween the bite-sized Summerland tour at the (laughs) Grove of Anaheim coming up here on Thursday, November 18th, along with your Summerland band, Weedus.
1: I wanted to do the West Coast, but the promoters at the time in the West Coast just weren't buying a, a show that size. You know, it's been slower here on the West Coast, but they really liked the uh, the two of us, us and Weeda. So, hopefully, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be great. But I apologize because I wish I could have brought Living Color to your doorstep, brother. They were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they were awesome.
0: I was going to say, that that was the main reason why I was bummed. I've seen you a bunch of times, but I'd never seen Living Color, and I was hoping you could uh, kind of tell me what I missed and rub it in a little bit that you got to spend the summer with them.
1: Oh, I think you know me well enough, that I, I have no problem doing that whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, it was like going to school every night, you know, in a good way. And I said this from the beginning. What you were going to see is a bunch of people, guys from the other bands and crew people... But especially guys from the other bands, all of us have platinum records on our walls. some more than others. But we're going to be on the side of the stage playing air guitar to um, Cult of Personality. <laughs> That's just every night. I'd be like doing something and i go, wait a minute, what time is this? <laughs> uh, how long have they been on? Really? All right, let's go. And, and uh, every night I wanted to see Cult of Personality. Actually, I caught probably oh definitely more of their shows than anybody else and i love all the bands but you know i was having a hard time this summer uh, transitioning to a different medication for my ms so i was napping as much as i could just to be there but i'm feeling really good right now just had the booster the other day and and feel good just uh ready to rock
0: I love it, man. And I also certainly want to give a uh, shout out to the other band on the bill, Hoobastank. I was actually at the uh, whiskey last night and I saw flyers up for their 20th anniversary celebration show at the whiskey. And it's like, man, 20 years of Hoobastank already. I know. It's kind of
1: crazy, huh? <laughs> those little nuggets those, little, nubbins, those little, little nuggets of rock. Those little kids. I know, they're they're wonderful people. Our guy who's our production coordinator was their production coordinator and he did it for us as well on the last tour. And now he's going out with us. But the last show of the tour, they asked me if they could have him. (laughs) And and I'm like, yeah, 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 that's cool. Because they want him to be part of the 20th anniversary. So that's going to be really cool. I'm going to try and make it to the whiskey show, but I think it's going to be too late every uh, time I get done.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you know, speaking of uh, 20 years or so ago, I was trying to remember if it was Volume 1 or Volume 2 when you did play the Grove of Anaheim before. I think it was called something else at the time. But uh, do you remember playing there in the past? In the, I'm pretty sure it was like 03 maybe, so it was Volume 2 I think at that time?
1: Many times. It was, yeah, it was Volume 2 and... It was in the fall, I think, or maybe it was the summer tour. But I remember that was the the first time we sold it out. We had played it before, and it was almost sold out, and then we sold it out that time. And I remember going to see the Angels. I don't think (laughs) it was called the Grove. Yeah, it was something else. that we were playing in the same parking lot. That was the last season that Cal Ripken played. And we saw Cal Ripken play with the Orioles, and he had a grand slam. Oh, wow. And and then uh, that night, I remember jumping into the crowd and something happened to me that had never happened before. The crowd parted and I hit <laughs> the concrete with my knees. Oh. And I had brute kneecaps for about three months. Oh my God. It was really so hard to do anything fun without your knees. Yeah. Be, I, I remember that show. I show was a blast. We played there since then, so it's going to be great going
0: back. Yeah, man, I cannot wait, and it's sorry to hear about the bruised knees. I wanted to hit you up about one other old show that uh, you were a part of. You know, we're an Inland Empire-based radio station, and uh, we were all over it and supporting it, the annual Hangar 24 craft beer festival and air show at the redlands airport that you played at this date i did write down in advance may 17th of 2014 and i'm sure it's not every day you get to play on a, uh, a on an airport uh, runway and any memories from that show did you get to enjoy any of the libations or just the all the magic happening up in the sky ahead of you
1: well for one thing our bass player freddie's from riverside no so way that's not far from where he's from we went early and hung out and then we went up there and caught some of the aerial show. But what I remember from that show was the different stages. And I remember they had this. Remember the food trucks they had?
0: Mm hmm.
1: All across the back of the fence there. Exactly. And one of those food trucks was this thing called, I think, Viking Hot Dog, where the guy makes his own hot dog. Yes, yes. And uh, I had met that guy. At NAM at the at the music uh, seminar, you know, in Anaheim, in Orange County, in Anaheim, Anaheim Convention Center. Yep. And uh, they, I met him earlier that year, and he just like gave us all these custom hot dogs. He gave me a <laughs> custom hot dog, and with all this stuff on it that I told him I liked, and it was uh, it was awesome. And just hanging out after the show with people it was, it was just great. And the weather was just perfect, perfect. Not too hot, just perfect. But I remember that day, yeah, very well. Plus, you know, it's not a that's not a far drive from my house. I live in Pasadena, so it's nice when I can play shows and just
0: drive to them and sleep in your own bed the same night. You just take the two ten till it ends, basically. Brother,
1: you just nailed that with a hammer for sure. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You know, speaking of being at home, I'm sure it, during this whole pandemic craziness time and lockdown and everything, you were spending more time at home than normal. And I'm sure at some point you had to have had the guitar in your hand many times. And, you know, it's it's been a minute now since uh, Black is the New Black going back to 2015. Or do we got some new tunes coming?
1: Like, even during COVID, I was like, nope, not feeling it. Don't want to write songs. Not feel it. Felt like I've done, said everything I need to say. But I feel like that after every record. But it usually, it's been lasting longer and longer and longer and longer. Just like last two or three months, I've been picking up the guitar every day and playing chords and coming up with ideas, writing down words and stuff. So I don't know if there's a new Everclear record on the horizon, but I'm starting to think about writing again. So that's fun. We'll do,
0: see. Do you, think, uh, do you think albums are kind of a, a bygone era now at this point? You think it's just a singles market nowadays? Well, if
1: you're going, if you're speaking specifically of markets, yes, yeah. albums. Unless you're a superstar act, which we are not, are kind of a vanity play. You know, kind of a nostalgia vanity play. Bands that don't want to realize what's going on. If I had a single that I thought might get some spin somewhere, or might get some action or can make a cool video, or might get people interested because in I thought it was really cool, I'd do a single or a couple of songs. And I've thought about doing that. I've thought about like putting out singles twice a year if I'm in a writing mode and maybe after about three or four years, put them together on a record with two or three more new songs just for fun, you know? I don't know.
0: Well, it's kind of nice that it is the uh, wild, wild west in that terms. And, you know, it's not set. You can do however you want to do. If you got, you know, just a single or an EP or a full album's worth of material, I guess it is kind of, you know, you can you can play your own game, do it your own way.
1: Yeah, you know, I think people who like your music are going to like to hear new music. And I, I never thought that I wouldn't make some more music. Just the idea of going in to make an album just sounds... Not like fun to me. <laughs> Done it. I I, I love I used to love doing it, but I just I just don't feel like I got it in me right now. I'm I'm going to school. I'm taking courses. I'm I, I'm kind of putting my emphasis into other things. Still right working on the book, and I got a new editor person that uh, I'm looking at, but to uh, take all my notes and help me put them into. Um, I, I don't want to co- co-write with somebody, but you know, I, I'm 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 just kind of moving in the right direction. Right now, to be honest with you, brother, I'm just having so much fun and joy being home, being with my friends, being uh, part of my, my 12th shift community. I've got a really great fellowship right now, and it's really strong. And uh, my relationships across the board are really strong. My daughter is doing, she had a hard time during COVID, but she's doing much better now. And uh, I'm just enjoying that. and And going out and playing shows. You know, right now, it looks like for the next six, seven months, we got, other than this little tour, we got two, three shows a month, and I love that. Be a weekend warrior, make some dough for me and the boys, come home, and be a guy. And uh, <laughs> right now, that just sounds like fun, you know?
0: I hear you, man. I did want to say, too, where are my, my manners? Uh, congratulations on 30 years of Everclear now, right? This is the 30th anniversary of being born in 91 and basically the end of the year.
1: Actually Everclear was born in ninety two, bro. Ninety two. So, April of ninety two yeah.
0: So we're on the we're on the eve of the thirtieth anniversary then. We're on the eve, yes indeed. <laughs> I, I, I had an interview with a guy the other day, he goes, So it's almost thirty
1: one years. I go, nah, nah, no, no. He goes, Yeah, you moved to Portland in ninety one I go, I moved to Portland in December of ninety one and I was still in my band Colorfinger. I was still going back and forth on Greyhound buses because we were broke and we had a kid coming to play shows and showcases with Colorfinger. And uh, I didn't, actually start looking for people till April and uh solidify I say April right around right before my daughter was born she was born in June of 92 so 92 is the year
0: are you gonna are you gonna do anything to honor that anniversary next year whether it be an album like a best of or a documentary or your book finally <laughs> Probably not.
1: <laughs> Maybe a tour. <laughs> I
0: am I'm like complacent Joe right now.
1: I'm just like, nah, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> Isn't it great to by no standard am I a guy that doesn't have to work for his living? I have to. But I worked hard this year, bills are paid, taxes are paid, Mama's got new shoes, you know. <laughs> Life is good, man. And I'm just, like, happy and grateful. And, uh, you know, I'm a 59-year-old guy who gets to play guitar in a rock band. I've got MS and uh, all sorts of weird issues going on. Went and had an MRI because my knee keeps locking up on me. We'll find out. I'll still come out and rock even with my gimp leg, you know. <laughs> you think I'd be bummed out about this issue sh- because most people do. I'm not. I'm just, like, it is what it is. I'm going to do everything I can. I've got insurance. I'm going to do everything I can to make it better. But it is what it is. I'm very zen right now. I Just love on it. my porch, have a little Starbucks, a little, little treat, and um, talking to a dude from OC about Everclear. <laughs> Life, life's been worse, man. It's been worse.
0: I appreciate all the time, Art, and I just have one last question for you because uh, I'm going to need your help on this a little bit. Talking about being <laughs> a, a guy playing guitar and being a music fan, and and uh, we're an old-school radio station. We still do every night at 10 p.m. mandatory Metallica. I'm sure you're a fan and, and certainly appreciate the brand that they've built over the past, what, 40 years now.
1: You're going to ask me my favorite Metallica song?
0: Yeah, which one can we play for you? For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah, from Ride the Lightning. Tell me why. Tell me why. Because that song is
1: totally badass. <laughs> Everything about it. And that's Clippy. That's Clippy playing bass on that one.
0: Yeah. Finger bass. Yeah. Was that old the old school. Was that the first album you heard, Ride the Lightning, the first tune you heard, or were you in on Kill Them All?
1: Uh, no, it was Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning. This kid played it for me that worked at the place where I worked, and he was like a punk rocker like me, but he was really into Metallica and uh, man I, I just thought I liked it a lot but I, it wasn't it wasn't like I was gonna start playing metal <laughs> I was too old for that I felt like I was too into R.E.M. and Replacements and Husker dunes and X. you know those were my band but I, I loved the guitar sound they brought an element of just punk attitude to hard rock and heavy metal kind of pushed the complacency away for that record and the next three or four records man it was just it was fierce. I got them all. I got them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, in particular, those first two albums were really kind of punky. Like, even like Whiplash like has a real punk rock edge to it, to me. Yeah, Guitar,
1: you know, Garage Days Revisited. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some really cool stuff on there. I know everybody, like, talks smack about the sound of And Justice for All, but mm-hmm. I like it. So weird and so thin, and, you know. I don't know. I, I, I like music Metallica. I might have to go listen to some today when I check my kid up from school.
0: Yeah, blast it. Blast the Black Album. It's the 30th anniversary of the Black Album this year. Oh,
1: my God. Are you kidding me?
0: Nope. Is that true? Yeah, 100%. They did a 30th anniversary edition, and they did a really cool thing called The Blacklist, and they had like 55 different artists cover Black Album tunes and then put the album out for charity.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah, I got I to check that one out. Is that on uh, iTunes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's some cool stuff on there, like Dave gone doing like Metallica tunes and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, really? <laughs> awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time, Art. And thank you, Haley, for connecting it. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.